Welcome, welcome, Rad Talk Nation, to another wonderful episode. I have a great guest coming on for everyone today. For anyone who's interested in starting your own ultrasound business, I wanted to introduce the expert in this field. I want to bring on Jennifer Lindsay. Hello. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here today. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We're so happy to have you. Um, I think that I just wanted to start off by saying welcome, um, and I want you to tell the viewers about yourself because I think your story is just phenomenal. Um, And let's start there. Yeah, absolutely, Dennis. Thank you so much. I am so excited to be here. I know that um, we've chatted a little kind of behind the scenes, and I'm excited to talk about starting your ultrasound business, how that works, all the details there. So we actually are celebrating 20 years in business next month, which is just absolutely crazy to me. I don't feel like I'm old enough for that to be possible, but <laughs> fortunately, that is true. <laughs> you, look, you do not look old enough for 20 years at all. So, yeah, thank whatever. you. Thank you for that. I do appreciate that very much. For letting all cream come in, right? I know, right? I know. Going, Get my yeah. face cream and my eye cream. I'll keep that going for sure for the next 20 years. Mm-hmm. But Definitely. yeah, we started our ultrasound business as a facility 20 years ago. And really kind of like with a hope and a dream. So my business partner and I really wanted something in the healthcare space. And I think a lot of people don't know that I'm not a sonographer myself and neither is my business partner. So I am here to tell people sonographers have a leg up on this, right? You know, that is your area of expertise, starting something where you're not doing it from scratch. You're starting it from that Um, area of expertise and being able to bring a new service out to your community is so huge. I remember going out when we did transition from just a facility to add on our mobile ultrasound services. Somehow I got picked out of the bunch to be the one that was going to market all that with zero sales experience. I was not a sonographer, so not only did I not know how to sell anything, I also couldn't answer any specific questions. So, you know, this was something that through trial and error and literally sitting in my car having to pump myself up before (laughs) going into these meetings with these physicians who, as we all know, are going to ask pointed questions and be curious about a lot of different things if I'm discussing bringing a new service into their practice, right? Mm-hmm. And so it it definitely is something, it's a reason that I love our coaching division so much because that's the side sonographers are usually the most nervous about is the sales, the marketing, the back-end business side. And I 100% understand the nervous discomfort that comes mm-hmm. with having to do those things in your own business when that's not your wheelhouse, just like it's not for a lot of sonographers. Right. Right. I think it, I think it's just, I think it's crazy that, you know, you decided to start a business, you and your partner, and you've been doing it for 20 years, no ultrasound experience, no medical experience, right? Right. No, didn't have that, that foundational background. So if, truly if any sonographers are out there and, and you want to, start a business, you are ahead of these folks who started. Absolutely. Um, and so, cause you can go out and kind of do that on your own, be your own, you know, sonographer, your own boss. Whereas you guys had to start out by finding sonographers, yes, um, hiring them to do the work for you, yep. finding the doctor, doing the marketing boots on the ground. Yes. You know, like you said, sitting in the car, just giving yourself a pep talk before you go in to talk to Doctors who are going to ask you probably a lot of medical, maybe a lot of medical mm-hmm. questions along with business questions. Right. That that you maybe you're learning the business side as you go, but you're also learning the medical side as you go. Yes. So for you for 20 years later, for you guys to still be almost 20 years later, yeah. for, you, for you guys to still be doing this and be so successful and now teaching other people. Right. Um, that's just that that's mind blowing. And that's like I'm super appreciative of what you were able to learn and what you're able to help other folks with. Like that's, that's awesome. Thank you so much. It, it really is. That's why, you know, at, at this stage in the game, 20 years later, we have so many divisions still inside the ultrasound industry, right? So we do mobile ultrasound in a few different capacities. We still have a facility where we see patients. Um, we do staffing services. We do some screening services. 
we actually, I think this has been about seven years ago, started an education teacher. So we actually teach Echo. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah, it's just, it's been so fun to see what our market has needed and asked Mm -hmm. for, right? We also have an entire ultrasound equipment division that my business partner heads up. So we really, for that, focus a lot on mobile ultrasound um, and kind of are the niche for that, really, for not just our clients that, you know, work with us in our business coaching division, but also other clients as well. And so, yeah, it's just, and I, I speak to this a lot with our with our clients in our community that finding that one niche to start with, but then understanding there's so many other opportunities and you'll find that out once you get out and start marketing your services, talking to your physicians local to you, talking to patients, what they are looking for and what they need, and then being able to understand that that's potentially, once you see that that's a rep- repetition that people are asking for, something that you have the opportunity to absolutely bring on as another service. And that is the way to just exponentially grow your business from an idea like we did, right? Right. To multiple divisions, servicing multiple different types of clients in multiple different ways, because it brings revenue in from multiple different opportunities rather than having all your eggs in one basket. And it's just such a great way to grow a business over time. Right, right. You said there's a lot of different models you've talked about, um, you know, going out there and just and doing working for maybe a doctor's office or going out there and um, doing your own like OBGYN or and I believe you've said that there's there's eight different business yeah. models. Um, what if, what do you see that what is there a model that maybe folks kind of lean towards first yeah. when they when they're trying to get their feet wet, make that first yeah. step? Um, is that is that something because I'm sure people want I'm sure a lot of times people just don't want to, to jump in and do the hardest model first because right. I'm sure maybe there's something that's maybe more difficult. If they wanted to open up their own imaging center or something, for that right. might be a difficult step to just to do initially. Yeah. And that's a great question. And you know, it's, that's so funny that you mentioned that because that was in our mind, our goal when we very first started our company. Because 20 years ago, mobile was not a thing. <laughs> you know, they did not have mobile ultrasound 20 years ago. I think they had um, Sonosite, I believe, if I'm remembering this correctly, had a portable unit, but they used it like in the military to see if there was internal bleeding. And that was about as good as it was at that point, right? So that was not even on our radar when we first started. We thought we would start a facility, maybe add in MRI and X-ray and all of those things and make it more of a kind of boutique feel, you know, we are in the Indianapolis area in Indiana, and we have a lot of major hospital systems. Mm -hmm. Um, 20 years ago, 3D ultrasound was like just coming out. And so we were the first group in Indiana to have 3D ultrasound. So we started with that and very quickly added in diagnostics. But that was our thought was that we would add in all these other types of, of imaging and so it's really funny the the mindset that you have or the thoughts you think on the direction you think your business is going to go and it ends up going in a different direction, which I think is so important to understand that pivoting and paying attention to what your market needs is so important, not what you have in your brain as what you think those next steps should be, because what you sell, whatever service you're selling, you want it to be a need for the people that are going to be buying it. Um, and so, yeah, there are quite a few different options. I like to say kind of eight main ones, and some of them are a variation of each other. So mobile ultrasound is one of the kind of main models that a ton of our clients that we work with in our coaching division kind of start with. The one that's the easiest to start with in that kind of genre is fee for service. And so what I mean by that is, You as the sonographer, you have your own equipment that you purchase, and you are contracting yourself out to different physician practices, facilities to provide ultrasound services at their location. They are billing the uh, insurance company directly and paying you a fee for your services. So you're invoicing them monthly for everything you're providing the previous month on an hourly basis. That's how you are making money as the sonographer in your business. The physician practice is billing insurance 
for those services. And so they are making a revenue. The expenses they have out of that, of course, are you to provide the services in the office. But really, you're kind of creating an ultrasound department in their practice, allowing them to, you know, create um, the environment for the patient to be able to come right back to the office where they already feel comfortable. Patients love that, especially after the last three years that we've gone through. People don't want to go to the hospital. They don't have to. And so being able to provide that, I think, is a great marketing tool for the physicians as well, because a lot of them want more things in their practice to keep their patients, um, you know, the revenue they're generating from those patients in the practice. They're a business too, and they have to be paying attention to that. So it's a way for them to bring that whole kind of department into their practice without having to find someone to hire and, you know, purchasing the equipment themselves. The main niche that you should be looking at for that as a sonographer is not the doctors that have patients where they are, you know, booking ultrasound five days a week, Mm -hmm. right? It's the doctor that has the patient load where they're sending out a few added them all together, the time it would take you to do those ultrasounds, maybe a day a week, right? Because it doesn't make sense for them to purchase equipment, hire staff and all of that. They just might as well send it out. However, if you can come in Mm -hmm. and bring that in for that one day a week or whatever it is based on their patient load, now they have additional offerings for their patients. It's less expensive for the patient than going to the hospital. And you're then going, you know, to Dr. A on Monday and Dr. B on Tuesday, et cetera. So that's kind of the way that the mobile fee-for-service works. You can also set up to be credentialed with insurance as the provider. So in the other scenario, you're basically staffing and providing equipment. You can also set up to be the actual provider. And in that scenario, you are getting credentialed with insurance. You are billing insurance directly and receiving the reimbursement there. So that's how your company makes money as a mobile. They um, Medicare classifies it as an IDTF, so an independent diagnostic testing facility. You can be a mobile one or a standalone facility IDTF. Mm. So either of those you could set up where you're getting credentialed with insurance directly. Gotcha. gotcha. And, and that- getting paid from them directly. And that might take uh, even more honus off of if the doctor's office doesn't want to deal with the insurance side and the billing side, or they already have, you know, they're already billing out, blah, blah, blah. Like we don't want to deal with any more. Yeah. And so that way you can be like, I can take that off your plate. Let yeah. me, let me come in that one day a week because we're, I mean, is, is hospitals all over the place. We are over, overbooked. We are booked months yes. out to yes. try to, to try to get patients in sometimes. It's, you know, they're looking for at least a month. Yeah. I hear that so much, Dennis. And I think that goes to another business model, providing staffing as well and understanding that you can do multiple business models within your business, right? And looking at, like you're talking about, I love chatting about finding the gaps in your market because even if you have competition, right, Mm -hmm. you can always find something that is not getting done the way that you know you could do it. So gaps in the market here for in your market would be it's taking a month for patients to get in. If you took your machine over to physician practices, right, and now you're like, hey, I can come in once a week based on their patient load. And now your patients, you know, the the most they're waiting is six days to get in for an ultrasound instead of, you know, 30. And so it's looking at the the market. And I love what you mentioned, too, about doctors saying, hey, I don't want to deal with the billing. Mm -hmm. That is paying attention to what your market is saying to you. So this exact same thing happened to me when we switched, not switched, but added in, you know, mobile Mm -hmm. to our facility services. I had a lot of physicians that said, hey, I love the idea of having you come in and provide all these services. I personally don't want to deal with the billing. My staff is busy. They don't want to deal with the billing, right? Yeah. There are two mindsets we can have to that. We can either say, oh my gosh, I've picked the wrong business model. Mm -hmm. I might as well change or I might as well stop what I'm doing right now and try to figure out how to get credentialed with insurance. Mm -hmm. Or you can have... You can switch that kind of employee mindset to that CEO mindset and say, I love that they're telling me this because now I can make a list of all the doctors who, if I had this next service, (laughs) Mm -hmm. are potential clients for me, right? And that's exactly what we did. I just started making a spreadsheet of 
all of those doctors that I had talked to so that when we saw this list is getting pretty long, this is probably our best next bet for an additional service line. Mm-hmm. And that's what we did. So when we got credentialed, I went back to all those doctors and had kind of a, a ready-made prospect list for that specific thing and just knew that I just had to put more physicians in the top of my funnel and talk mm-hmm. to more doctors mm-hmm. because we got tons of contracts for those physicians that were excited about billing because they're going to make more money doing that if that's kind of their incentive. And every, I mean, in every industry, Anyone who purchases anything, they have an incentive for purchasing. And so some physicians are like, yes, I would love, I'm a business, I want an additional revenue stream. This sounds great. Others are like, I don't really care about the additional revenue stream. I want additional services for my patients. And so being able to kind of cater to both of those is is awesome. And that's what you can do if you like kind of start with the fee for service Mm-hmm. while you're getting credentialed with insurance, because that process can be a little bit time consuming and take some time, yeah. right? And you have to have your equipment first to be able to do that because that serial number has to be on your paperwork. So there's a lot more. I loved that question, like what's kind of the easier one to get into? Because yeah. I tell this to, to clients all the time, start with that fee for service, even if you only get an account or two going, right? Bringing in some of that revenue while you're getting credentialed. It just makes that process so much easier. Right, right. That makes that makes total sense. And then and then I think you've mentioned too before, um, when you go to, I don't know if did you have this equipment already purchased when you went to, you know, meet with these doctors? Did you okay, like yeah. I bought, uh, you know, you so that's, that's one of the, you know, that's probably the biggest startup it's, cost for a sonographer is, is, mm-hmm. is you know, owning the machine or leasing the machine to owning the machine. Um, you know, that's a, that's a question I've seen asked. Do do I I buy buy this machine? And then when I go talk to the doctors, um, because me even, um, thinking about different areas, I think you could just Google probably doctors in your area and then go to their, you know, call them and see if they allow you to come to their office because staffing issues. I mean, this is why, um, you know, I was a traveling, I've been a traveling sonographer a long time. And, and is people have a hard time finding people. And so you're going to these doctor's offices and maybe they don't want to do the billing outside because I can't find anybody else who has time to do the billing. Because So if yeah. you're going to come in and do all that, that's an expense that I'm willing to to pay you to do. Mm-hmm. If it's uh, if I'm only making a little bit of money or I'm breaking even, I'm giving better patient care. Right. And so if that's important to the, to the physician to, to give better care to their patients in house. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's something we teach too inside our program is kind of coming up with that revenue analysis for these physicians inside kind of the sales process that we teach. And I have a podcast real specific on that too, Mm -hmm. because that's a question I get all the time as well. Like, how does that process even work? I work in healthcare. I don't know how to sell. I don't know what process that should look like. And so that's something you're absolutely right that you know, even if it's something where the physicians are just looking not necessarily for additional revenue, but that, you know, increased patient satisfaction and patient care to be able to get that turnaround quicker on a, an, an ultrasound to have something in their practice is so great. Mm-hmm. But I think that's a great selling tool is this revenue analysis where we can kind of show them, here's what you'll actually be getting back providing these services in your practice net right after paying mm-hmm. for us. And some of the, like the clients that we have, some of the physician clients, like we've got a big neurology practice as an example, they Mm -hmm. do mainly carotids with us and they read their own studies because they have, you know, special training for that as a, as a neurologist. Mm -hmm. But we've got a lot of internal medicine practice doctors that they can't read their own studies. And so we are kind of providing them a referral to radiology to be able to get those things done. Um, as far as interpretations go. Um, And so, yeah, it's, it's really is like bringing an ultrasound department kind of direct into their practice. Right. And and I, and I, I kicked this idea around a long time, you know, I was wondering why, you know, why wouldn't this doctor's office, why won't they, why wouldn't they just hire a sonographer, you know, certain offices sometimes are rather, you know, they're successful if they're making good profit from their patients, they could probably afford an ultrasound machine. Mm -hmm. But I think, Sometimes it's the headache. Of it is having you know, to hire that sonographer. Yeah. Um, and yeah. too, think about it from this perspective: 
when you are looking at your, like who you're going to market to, who your prospects should be, it shouldn't be that physician practice that is ordering so many ultrasounds that it makes more sense for them to hire a sonographer, even though honestly, we've had contracts like that because of that exact reason. They don't want to have to manage somebody. They don't want to have to figure out scheduling. They don't want to have to buy the equipment if they don't have to. They'd rather pay a little bit more, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to just have it all done for them because it's a convenience factor. Mm -hmm. So that's one side of it. But the other side of it is the headache of doing all of those things when maybe you only have enough patients to fill a day or two a week and having to try to find someone who will work only a day a week, having to deal with all of the scheduling and all of those things. When if you just brought in a, a vendor that just does all that, like we'll be there every Monday from eight to five. Mm -hmm. Have pe people on your schedule. We'll be there. We'll be yeah. ready to go. We'll clean the room, get the patients, send right. the images to radiology, make sure the reports got back to you. It's really is bringing that kind of department into their practice. They don't even have to think mm. about it or deal with it. Yeah, that's such a that's such a nice thing to be able to go in there and just and and if sonographers listening out there, I mean, so this can be if you want to. This is something you want to start. This is a this can be a side hustle. Oh, absolutely. You know, so, so yes. you're still working your your normal hours at the hospital mm -hmm. if you want to. And if you're able to create your LLC or, or however yeah. you set up your business model, you can go in there one day. So if you have one day a, yeah. a week or one day a month or, or every, you know, every other, however you can set that up with your doctor's office, you can go in there and there's um, and do these patients per hour. And I think you you said the hourly rate is what would you say it was like um depends on where you're at in the state yes. in the city, even you know, mm -hmm. if you're somewhere in, in California, yeah. if you're in somewhere else in California, right, or whatever, it can be much more. But I think you said it was like 125 or so, mm -hmm. maybe on average across the country. Yeah, that's um, a great industry average, and it makes the math super easy, Dennis, because eight yeah. hours at 125 an hour is a thousand dollars. Yeah. So when, anytime you're starting a business, that's some of the first things you need to look at is what's my revenue potential? Because mm -hmm. sonographers make great money. So mm -hmm. you don't want to buy yourself a job. Yeah. Right? yeah you don't want to yeah. buy yourself a job necessarily. Right, right. now, the, the perks of being able to set your own schedule and all of that, of course, are worth something. But you want to look at what your revenue potential is anytime you're starting a business. And so if you understand that the revenue potential is about $1,000 a day, now, of course, mm -hmm. you'll have business expenses and things of that nature out cool. of that. Mm -hmm. But especially doing mobile where you don't have the overhead of like a facility and those types of things, your main business expense is your ultrasound equipment, which reminds me, I got off on a tangent, I think, when I was supposed to answer that question about ultrasound <laughs> equipment. So when we started our business, we had to buy the equipment before mm -hmm. we started marketing, really, because we had a facility. Right. So if I was going to have a patient come in, I had to have equipment. And I actually have a really ridiculous story about, about oh, that if we have time because it's yeah, for sure. Um, we So we purchased our equipment and we were excited to get things going, obviously, as quickly as possible. When you start a business and you have a facility and a brand new piece of GE equipment that was a bajillion dollars and, you know, all these other things that you're paying for, we wanted to get patients going as quick as possible. And so... We set, this is a do not do lesson <laughs> from Jennifer right now. We set our first patients the, the, I think it was the day after we were supposed to get our machine. The machine was delayed and we said, you guys have to be here by like tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. is our first patient. So you have to get it here. They pull up at like 8.30. We're so excited. We pull the machine out of the, you know, the huge box. It's a big piece of equipment, right? They didn't have the laptop size at that time. And it was all there. It looked beautiful. And we're looking around and there are no probes. So we had to cancel our entire day oh, no. of patience. It was an absolute nightmare. Mm -hmm. So do not do that. Mm -hmm. Please do not do that. Schedule yeah. it like a week out just in case it doesn't come when it's supposed to. But yeah, we had to purchase our equipment ahead of time, which you would also do if you're doing like a facility or something like that. But when we switched over to mobile, we didn't purchase our equipment right away until we knew that first contract was getting ready to close. And I think that's, we had learned a few things by then. I think that's a really good business decision for mobile because when you do fee for service, 
you don't need to have your equipment serial number or medical director or anything like that already set up because you're not billing insurance directly. Your physician client is. Mm -hmm. And so you don't have to purchase that equipment until you know you are like ready to sign that contract and that the money coming in from that contract is going to help cover the expense for the equipment. Right. And, and is there a turnaround? And I know with your, um, with your program, I'm sure, is there a turnaround time of like, you know, buying the equipment? Like, yeah. does it usually take, I don't know, a week, a month, uh, yeah. you know, if I'm, if I'm in there and I'm like grinding and I'm like, all right, I got this contract ready to go, I'm ready to go. Like, okay, should, I need to, like, I don't have a machine. I need to probably do that because I'm yes. making these promises. So yes, um, yes, exactly. Yeah. It's like, you know, promise before you fulfill. Right. Yeah, so, sure. Yes. It, it doesn't really take that long. I think right now our turnaround time is about seven to 10 business days. Um, which is great. And my business partner, I love that he heads up that division. He really is. I call him like the ultrasound machine coach and I'm the business coach part. We like stay in our own lane on that. But he is so great at chatting with sonographers about exactly what they're looking to do and really kind of partnering them with the right machine mm -hmm. for the types of services that they're going to provide while also thinking of it from a business perspective. Because when you do this with like a salesperson from somewhere, they're not thinking of it like we think of things from a business coach's perspective. Like you need to be thinking about what happens if my machine goes down? Like what is, um, you know, the warranty on it? What does that cover? What is the diagnostic quality difference for me buying something that costs $100,000 versus something that buys, you know, I'm buying for $25,000 because right. as sonographers, I mean, that is one of the things, obviously, that you want to make sure you have great image quality. But mm -hmm. sometimes that like blinds mm -hmm. us a little bit as opposed to what is going to also be good for my business budget wise. Right. And so I think it's a great like marriage between that, like kind of looking at it from a business perspective and also exactly what they need to get the job done and have great image quality as well. Mm -hmm. So I know he, he loves doing that. We've had that division now for, oh my gosh, over 10 years. Wow. Um, we're vendors for a lot of the major manufacturers and we really do focus a lot on mobile ultrasound just because you know, our business coaching clients need ultrasound. That was the reason we started initially um, was to be able to help them get high quality equipment and at, at an affordable price. Because as vendors, we can get those, you know, That's vendor nice. prices that, yeah. that we can pass along to clients, which is awesome. And this is another reason why people should be signing up for your programs and working with yes, you guys. Yes, absolutely. Because, <laughs> you, you guys have been the inside scoop. I mean, you do this for 20 years. And yes. so you can, and I think what, you know, as a sonographer, like you said, we can be blinded many times on, you know, I always want the better machine. Mm -hmm. I always want the better quality, the better ergonomics, the better. And then you start paying for that, you know, that yes. hundred thousand dollars and, and yeah. you're not bringing in and you have only a couple contracts. And so that's, you have to really focus on getting the best quality for the price yes. that you can, you can do at the time. And I think, and even when I was thinking about, you know, this, these models, I was thinking about old antiquated machines yeah. where, you know, yes. I'm like, I have to get like a trailer probably. And like, right. Hook, yes. hook this thing in a trailer, hook it up to the, my car or like, you know, my right. vehicle. And I think I remember you saying like, like they're mobile, like yes. they fit, sometimes they fit in a suitcase. Like absolutely they do. And that is, it's so funny. Cause that is a question I actually get a lot because when you're used to working on these, you know, 300 pound pieces of equipment, your main go-to is that piece of equipment in your brain, right? It's not a laptop size piece of equipment. And so yeah, it's like, okay, well, now I have to, you know, lay out money for that. I have to figure out how I'm going to drive it to this place, right? Like, those are all the things that kind of start coming up in your head. But yeah, we absolutely love the portable equipment. I mean, this far into the game, it is exceptional image quality. Um, and, you know, that's what we use for our business. We we have always used the mobile equipment. And really probably from almost every single manufacturer at this point, 20 years later, we've kind of tried them all out. We love Mindray. That's one of the ones that we really, really like using. Um, it's what we use for our business. A lot of our clients get that piece of equipment. Um, it's just got really great image quality and really, really good uh, warranty opportunities for that as well. 
Yeah, I think I've I've looked into it. You know, in the hospital world, you know, we were we're so you know GE or Phillips or yep. Siemens, right? Um, you know, Samsung, different different ones. But Mind Ray, I think, is like. Uh, very much like I, I don't know. I've never worked at a hospital that actually used a mind ray. Maybe there's, yeah. and I've worked at a lot of hospitals all over the country. Um, but I think as as a business, like I've heard a lot of good about mind ray and and their yeah. their image quality and their ergonomics and they're able to take it different places and their their great warranties that they offer. Mm -hmm. So I think that um, like the forgotten ultrasound. I know. It's so funny too. Cause I think, I think they make a lot of the parts for GE and a lot of the major, major manufacturers. Um, and I can't remember when they came cause they're a, I believe they're a Chinese company came to the U S but I mean, it's hard to get into a market when you've got those big names like GE and Phillips and all of that. And that's what everyone is used to. But I know they are because we work with them so closely, we know so many of the executives at the company and they really do, I think, get into a lot of hospital um, groups. But of course, GE and, and Philips are kind of the, the names that most people right. think of when they think of ultrasound equipment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we've used Mind Ray now for years and years and um, they have just really great image quality and right. really are a true shared service system. That's the other problem we used to have is mm -hmm. that we'd get an account that did OBGYN. And this one GE machine was like awesome for that. And we could do 3D and all the things. And then we'd go and a group needed like echo and vascular. And it's like, well, this machine's not going to work for that and get the image quality we need. So now we need to buy a whole other system. And so these, the MindRay, we really like that because we can literally go from like an echo account into an OB account or a vascular account, you know, and, and provide really great image quality. So that's less expenses for us, which means more revenue for our company when we don't have to buy five systems to do, you know, five different accounts. We have one machine to do all those accounts, um, right. you know, for that sonographer. So. And, and what I think it's even nice is, you know, to kind of add on to this side hustle, if you're a sonographer and you start out, you know, doing this one day a week, this, you know, thousand dollars on average yeah. um, for that day, and then you find you start finding more uh, mm -hmm. doctors' offices. So if you you know can do another day, or you can or you can you can find another sonographer because I know a ton of sonographers in my field, right? That um, I could definitely pay a plenty to have mm -hmm. them there doing this, and then focusing on other things. And so you can really like nurture and continue to grow that business while you're um, only doing it on the side. And Absolutely. so like this is just a great opportunity, which just shows even more like you not as a sonographer, how much of a struggle I'm sure that had to be to like hire people and yeah. do this. So it's like, guys, like if you want to be an entrepreneur, if you want to have an unlimited amount of money that you can possibly bring in, like you have a skill set that, yes. that, um, you know, you can dive into and, and it's just, that's so cool. Uh, it, it really is. And you know what? Something... I'm in. You bought me in. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go, Dennis. Come on. <laughs> no, but it's so true. Think about entrepreneurs. I mean, people have that entrepreneurial mindset. Like so many of us think, I would love to be my own boss. I would love to be able to set my own schedule. I'd love to be able to do all of these things, right? Mm -hmm. Most people who start businesses have to come up with the thing that they're going to sell, right? And they have to figure out, do they have a market for it? Like, is this thing going to actually make me money? As a sonographer, you have the thing already and you're already really good at it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, even though I've, I've had multiple conversations about this exact thing yesterday with multiple clients because I've got um, my calls yesterday happen to be all pretty new clients in our ultrasound business academy that are just getting ready to go out and start marketing to their physicians, right? So they have all their marketing materials. They've been doing all the back end stuff. They got their LLC all set up and ready to go. But now it's like, you know, the proof is in the pudding kind of situation. I have to go actually talk to these physicians about my services. So we had that conversation instead of going into these physician practices, nervous because this is something new that you're doing, to go into it with the confidence of your career that you have already proven yourself, right, with the expertise that you have in sonography, because that is hugely valuable. And it's something that most entrepreneurs, people that start their own business don't have. Because, I mean, that's similar to me. I was going in totally blind. I came up, you know, with this idea that I wanted to do this 
3D ultrasound and OBGYN to start out and maybe do XYZ later on. I had to create that idea, right? And then figure out what that even meant and then learn all the back-end business stuff. Like as a sonographer, you have half the battle already completed by having all this expertise in the thing you're selling. And so even though the selling part is new to you, all the other stuff is is old hat. You know, you're great at patient care. You're great at, um, you know, all of the things discussing patient cases with your physicians and radiologists and all that. Mm-hmm. It's just bringing that to, I can bring something to my community with the expertise that I have and make an exceptional living at it. Right. And, and I think, I think sonographers, a lot of times, I think you sell yourself short. I think uh, maybe, I mean, I guess a lot of people could sell themselves short, but I think, you know, you're, you're selling all the time. Um, yeah. Is if you, if you, you see patients, you know, patients come in and they lie down on your table, you're, you're selling your skill set. Absolutely. To them. And so you're selling yourself, the hospital, um, all the time. People will, you know, they trust that you're skilled, especially, you know, you're knowledgeable. Yes. And so you're not, this isn't going to be the first time you would sell if you choose to go into your own business. Right. Um, maybe, and we're, we're speaking to radiologists. I think um, we're probably the, out, out of radiology, one of the most departments that speak directly with the radiologists. Yes, absolutely. You know, we're constantly having communications about exams and our thoughts and our impressions and mm-hmm. they're asking us questions and we're asking them questions. And so I think there's even a comfort level with speaking with physicians. And so you are, you're right. already pretty comfortable by speaking with physicians. Absolutely. Um, you've got all these tools you're used to selling because you're selling your patients all the time that you're knowledgeable of what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And so it's just, a, I think it's a, for the entrepreneur spirit, for the people out there, I right. think that just like could be the next beginning yeah, of something. Their next level. Their yeah, next yeah. level. I mean, I hear that a lot. You know, one of the um, clients that I did kind of like a client spotlight with at our last workshop, she was talking about, you know, I had my yearly review and I went in and they basically said, you're at the tippity top <laughs> of what we can pay unless you want to go into management. And she's like, I, I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to do that. And so I kind of had hit that ceiling and I wanted something more for myself, but I knew I wasn't going to be able to get it at the place that I was. And that was kind of the trigger for her to say, all right, I'm going to do my own thing, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and now she is and she, her, the, her, she has a little seven-year-old daughter and it was just so cute because, or I remember when, um, it, you know, she got her first accounts and she's like, I just wanted to tell you, I get to pick my daughter up from school now. And I'm not going to lie. I might have shed a little bit of a tear on that because that to me is like the dream, mm-hmm. right? Like that was her goal was to use her skill set, be able to make an incredible living at it and have an unlimited potential of how much she can make mm-hmm. and also be able to be a mom for yeah. her little kiddo. So yeah. Yeah. I love that so much. That, that freedom of of being able to, to be there for your family and be there for other things mm-hmm. and have the revenue potential, especially, you know, I've, I've met folks too that, you know, you're, you're sorry, you're at the top of the pay scale. Yeah. We, we can't pay you anything else. You've been here for a long period of time, right? Um, which is just really unfortunate. Um, oh. but, but if you hit that spot, there's other places to go, especially with the knowledge that you have as a sonographer. Absolutely. You know, if not find somebody with that entrepreneur spirit and, and go work for them, maybe. I don't know. Yes, right? <laughs> and yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the other thing, though, too, Dennis. I mean, it's like, you know, we love the sonographers that work for us. And, you know, we love doing bonuses. And, I mean, there's so many things we can do because we're not a corporate hospital or whatever, big, huge right. corporate imaging center that I can do whatever I want for my employees. And I want to do you know, what I can to keep them on because it, I mean, staff mm-hmm. turnover is just no thanks. I don't want yeah, any part yeah. of that. I want to create a great environment where they love what they're doing. They're using their skill set. They're getting rewarded for it. Well, mm-hmm. we keep them for the long term. you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's, the, that is the other, that's another great, another great thought. Go work for somebody who's started a business. If you don't want to start your own. Sure. <laughs> I love yeah, yeah. And I think another, another question that I, I get asked, uh, quite a bit yeah. with it is kind of the the legal side of things. Yes, you yeah. know problems. You know, you know. I okay. I'm thinking about. I'm going to write my own contracts up. I've got my sales. I'm going to go get my yes. machine. Right. How do I make sure that like this is all legal? Like, do yeah. I you know 
even even the 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 one model that may be the easiest mm -hmm. to begin. Right. Um, yeah. you, you know, and I, I do you with part of your program, you have I assume you have legal set up to make it probably the easiest for yes. folks, hopefully. Yes, absolutely. And that's one of the things I get so excited about because that is so expensive. The last contract I think we had our attorneys drop was like $15,000. Like it's insanity. It's like everything else in medical, right? Right. It's like, oh, the moment you say medical, it's three times as much as if you were doing it in some other industry. It's like the same with healthcare attorneys, right? They are making the big bucks for sure. Mm -hmm. But you have to make sure, and they make the big bucks because there's so many rules and regulations that you have to make sure that you are um, crafting into those contracts. So I get that question too a lot, Dennis. So I'm so glad that you mentioned that because mm -hmm. that is a, a thing that a lot of people say like, hey, I made my own contract up. And it's like, oh my gosh, like my heart hurts when I hear that because again, something you likely could do in another industry, but you have no idea how many rules and regulations come into play when you are in the healthcare space. And so you have to have a contract written up by healthcare attorneys just to make sure that, because it's not you that'll get in trouble. That's the other thing. Mm -hmm. It's whoever's billing. So your doctors are the ones who would get into trouble if your contracts are not set up properly. And so that I love that we're able to provide those contracts um, inside our program because it's a huge cost saver. I mean, they pay for the contracts what they pay for the program. Plus having people, you know, there to help and walk them through sales and marketing and all the other things. And that's something I get so excited about because it is so required mm -hmm. to have those contracts that are set up properly. Plus have, there's a HIPAA contract you'll need. I mean, there's a lot of things you need. It's kind of like you don't know what you don't know mm -hmm. until you get in and you're like, oh, <laughs> okay, <laughs> whoops, I needed to have these 20 things in place that I didn't know about, right? Right. So, yeah. And you don't know and then it ends up costing you. And, yes. then it, and then it costs your physician's offices yes. and then <laughs> yeah. they're unhappy with you. And then right. and so I'm sure that was a, especially 20 years ago, I can only imagine yeah. starting. I mean, you guys kind of started an industry or, or you know, um, this thing wasn't really happening. No. And so trying to go find a, an attorney that can write up everything yeah. on the legal side and done correctly. Right. I'm sure that we, was like it true. kind of fell in our lap. I mean, it was not that it was cheaper. That's sure not true. <laughs> However, our attorney that we ended up finding had just set something up similar to this for an MR. I think it was an MRI group mm -hmm. that was in like some huge trailer or something, but they wanted to do mobile. And uh -huh. so he had already like knew what we were talking about because we contacted them and with this idea, what if we mm -hmm. just went to these physician practices too? Mm -hmm. And, you know, mm -hmm. we get X number of percentage of patients that are coming from our referral destinations, right? We had a lot of, um, of doctors referring over to us. However, they're not going to refer a hundred, like a hundred percent of their patients are not going to come to another destination, but right. we can get almost a hundred percent of their patients if we're going into their office. Mm -hmm. And so that was kind of a, like a light bulb moment that we had you know, I would say probably a year or two into our business, once this technology kind of came out, it might've been a little bit longer than that, I guess. But yeah, it was just, it was very interesting um, mm -hmm. thinking about that and, you know, just yeah. a, a really cool way to additionally help physicians in our local market and the patients too. Right, right. That's just, yeah, that was, that was a big question that I constantly am hearing, you know, the legal side. How do I know like I'm doing this right? Like yeah. how do I know? And so you having it already intertwined with, okay, yes. this is the model. This yes. is how you this is how you do it. The contracts are written. Yep. Every the sales are written. The legal yes. side, the paperwork's done. It's just like like you said, just just speaking to a lawyer. I mean, the prices can add up so quickly. Yes, absolutely. Um, and to have it done right the first time. Yeah. And, and then you don't you don't have to get don't go through all the trial and error. I mean, I think that's what is so scary and nerve wracking. I mean, I know from personal experience starting right. a business, it's like, I think this is a great idea. Let me try it for three or four months to see if it's a great idea or a terrible idea. Mm -hmm. And while I'm trying that, I'm going to spend all kinds of money trying to do, you know, whatever the thing is mm -hmm. and waste my time. Right? right. And then at the end of that time frame, it's like, okay, that was an awful idea. <laughs> I won't do that again. Right. So 
I think that's why I have so much fun. I know I've said this a thousand times, but I have get so much joy out of that's why I stay. We have all these divisions. My favorite is our coaching because I love being like, listen, I tried that. Don't do it. <laughs> Here uh -huh. is the exact way to do it. Here's right. the scripts on what to say to your doctors. Here's yeah. the sales process, right? All the things so you don't have to, you can put all your hard work into something you know is going to actually mm -hmm. bring you the results that you're right. looking for. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean just, just like you said, taking, you know, trying trying to find the lawyers, trying to spinning your wheels, just the time alone, if it takes you a couple months, you know, as yeah. opposed to somebody who could have jumped in maybe with you and started the program and moved along step by step by step. Um, yeah. that, that's, that's invaluable. Um, Makes it so I'm, much easier. I'm so sure. happy that you have the service for people and you're helping these folks Thank and, you. on the audience out there. Hopefully if you're listening like this, this lady's legit, she helps people. Um, and Thank so she you. can help you as well. Yeah, no, absolutely. absolutely. It, it makes my heart happy, like knowing that you, you have this thing that you've done for such a long period of time. Yes. Now you can help other folks. Um, absolutely. And so, yeah, I went, okay. I, I went on, doing it. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy about that. Um, <laughs> you, there was a story that you were going to, I can't remember if it was about the ultrasound machine that you were talking about. Oh, I think it was the one that was it the story about us getting it. And then there were no probes. Oh yeah. I, kind of yeah. Been, I interjected that story. And before I even told the other, the other part of the equipment part. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's one of the, you know, free advice from Jen kind of situations. <laughs> Don't do an ultrasound without probes. Yeah. Free so advice. It's not going to work. <laughs> yeah, it does not work out well. Um, okay. So so I think we've touched on some different business models. We've touched on um, the revenue potential, the averages, a little bit of the legal side. Mm -hmm. um, I, I have a, a couple questions. Yes, absolutely. That, um, a radiologist has asked me who's interested. I guess that's a... You know, that's another thing about yeah. the, the vendor side, I guess, with, mm -hmm. the, with the radiology groups. That's one something I hear as well. I guess I'm, I'm going to jump back really quick. Yeah. Um, they're, they're wondering, you know, I guess, do you have groups? Okay, so you have the vendor side on the machine. Mm -hmm. um, you have the vendors on, you know, do I have a radiologist? Do I send these images to? Do I need to befriend a radiologist? Or right. is it like, how do I how do I go about? Yeah, the radiology side. Yeah, radiology side. Yeah, absolutely. So usually, so when we're partnering with, I'm going to use just the mobile ultrasound business model because that's most of our clients are doing that. Sure. Um, so your physician client, when you're providing mobile ultrasound, has three options, right? Mm -hmm. They either can read their own studies, right, if they're a specialist. So in that case, they're they're good to go. Like you're right. just ready to get things started in their um, in mm -hmm. their practice. Mm -hmm. If they don't know someone locally right? You, on in my opinion, would want to refer them to an interpreting group so that you're not saying, I can bring an ultrasound department in, but you need to find a PAC system and a radiologist and like 20 other things. Like you want to bring in like a full service turnkey program for them. And so, yes, inside our program, we have radiology groups that we use as referrals. So we can basically connect our clients with a, with a reading group that can provide interpretation services so that when they meet with physician practices that don't have a local pre like preference for a physician, um, and even if they do have a local preference, like let's say that particular radiologist works for the hospital, they may, you know, have a non-compete where they can't read for outside groups. Right. So even though they may have like a local radiologist that if they could pick that person, they would pick mm -hmm. them, they might not be able to read. So having someone as a referral is a great option. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, we have vendors on our vendor list for PACs, for radiology, um, cardiology interpretations. Uh, mm -hmm. My business partner does our um, ultrasound equipment. We talk about like the types of business insurance. That's a question I get a lot. Like what kind of insurance am I supposed to have as a business? So we have referrals for that there, but yeah, that's kind of how the radiology portion right. would work. Right. And that makes, it makes total sense. Cause if I'm, I'm putting myself, if I'm the physician shoes, on physician yeah. shoes and I have the practice and you come in as the sonographer, I don't want you to just come in and say, okay, I'll take the images. Like, good luck. Good luck. Figure yeah. everything else out. They're going to say no to you. <laughs> right. and so that's probably going to come out of that, yeah. um, you know, that hourly rate that you're being billed because um, I'm assuming, I guess. Oh, let, let me say, let me say this. So yeah. 
whoever is billing insurance is the one who should be paying for the interpretation. So it actually does not come out if you are doing mobile fee for service and you're charging that 125 an hour, mm -hmm. I suggest your expenses that come out of that, you're obviously providing the equipment. Mm -hmm. I would always bring in um, supplies. So like your own gel and gloves and that kind of thing. Um, we usually just as a side note, use like their linens and stuff at the physician practice. We always just ask and make sure that's okay. But trying to travel all that stuff around, it can be a little bit difficult doing yeah. all the laundry and all that type of stuff. Um, so providing the system, the supplies, I like to include the packs in our hourly rate so that really the only thing that they are paying is for our service that has all of those things, right? Okay. And if they need interpretation, they're paying for interpretation. Okay. Because some of the groups, again, like we have a big neurology practice, they read all their own studies. They're not paying out for interpretation. So they're actually creating a higher revenue stream for mm. their particular practice because mm. they don't have to pay for interpretation. They read for us, just providing really in essence, we are staffing mm -hmm. and leasing our equipment to the group if we're doing fee for service. Gotcha. Now, if we were set up to bill insurance, on the other hand, we would be getting all the revenue back from that and we would be paying out for the interpretation, for the supplies, the system, all of those things. And then you can pay the physician practice you're going into a rental fee for the space you're utilizing. So that's how they would make hmm. money. But obviously right. not going to make as money, much money doing that as they are if they're billing. Right. But again, right. sometimes doctors have like, I don't care if I'm making money. I just want this in my office and I don't want to deal with the billing. They're a perfect candidate for setting right. it up where you're billing insurance. So smart. As opposed to the fee for service. Okay. So the fee for service, essentially just making sure I'm, I'm with you yeah. here. Yeah. Um, I love it. We've got, we're, we're taking our 125, an hour mm -hmm. on average and we're we're paying we're covering the packs mm -hmm. but they're covering the the reading whether they're reading themselves or yes. they send the reading out as part of their billing for medicare or the insurance yes. company okay mm -hmm. so really we just need to i guess if we don't do that i need to find a packs vendor and yeah. then have the machine okay that's that's that seems more more doable i guess than um, yeah that, but but we also okay so they pay for the radiology group or radiologist or, re, or whomever reading it mm -hmm. specialist um but we have do we find that service for them yeah i would yeah. suggest doing that and so that's why th that is one of the things we have on our vendor list so that our clients so it's kind of the same thing we are doing that i suggest doing for the physicians right so people aren't coming to us saying i'd love to start my business and we say okay great Good luck. Like we have all of those things already so that they can use. Now, I have a lot of clients who may have a really great radiologist um, that, you know, has said, hey, I'd love to read for you. That's awesome. So mm -hmm. we are not a franchise. I love that too. So you don't have to use the vendors that we have, but right. it's so nice to have that as an option so they don't have to go try to scrounge around and figure out what packs am I going to use? What interpreting group am I going to use? What kind of insurance do I need? All of that. Yeah. So yeah, it's nice to have that as a referral for your doctors just so they don't have to find that on their own if they don't have that, you know, ability. Right, right. right. Yeah, yeah. It's nice to come in with the turnkey service, although they're the ones who are billing for the reading. Yep. Um, I, I have the vendors. I have the mm -hmm. radiologists or the specialist. Just bill exactly. them along with this. This is who you yep. talk to. And so it makes yeah. it easier for them, makes it easier for us. Yeah. Um, that, that makes total sense. Okay. That was, a, I was like, it's just like a question that I wanted to ask people have thrown it out there. Yes. Um, Cause that's a, that is a question I know I get a lot. So I'm sure that's a question. So many people listening are going to have so yeah. good. I'm so glad you asked. Especially if you're a sonographer, you're like, okay, yeah. like, I know some rate, like I, you know, you work with radiologists all the time. So you're like, I know somebody who could yeah. probably be interested in maybe doing it, but you're right. like, you know, maybe. And then, and then it's interesting. I think, and even, I mean, I think in Indiana where you, where you guys are, are your head, your, your base yeah. or whatever, yeah. um, you guys don't need orders for no. ultrasounds too, which is just. We're just willy nilly here in Indiana. If you're a sonographer in Indiana, I mean, I guess you're doing don't, anything. Yeah. It's the wild, wild west. It is the wild <laughs> west. It's the wild Midwest. Mild Midwest. Yes. Yeah. And so I think that's kind of another dynamic. So that I'm just kind of throwing that out there because you know, pay attention to what state you live in. 
yes. to these unique laws and rules and regulations that, you know, you don't, if you're in Indiana, you don't necessarily need an order to do an ultrasound. Yeah. Um, so you can do that. And then I, I don't know how that works with billing and things, the legal stuff, but um, yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, so patients can self-refer for us. So when we bill insurance, when we have patients we're working with them or we bill insurance, we always require an order because for insurance purposes, they yeah. want to see an order. Right. But like if we're doing, you know, screenings or if we have a patient that, um, you know, out of pocket or something. Yeah. Out of pocket or they just want an, an ultrasound. We could technically do that. We still, but this is the other cool thing is that mm -hmm. we're our own business. So we get to make up our own protocols and we don't like to do stuff without an order mm -hmm. because we would have to send the information back to the patient, not mm -hmm. a physician. And right. to us, we prefer to have a doctor saying they need it for X, Y, Z, because if something happened and we saw something and the radiologist read it as like, here's a major issue, mm -hmm. we would have no recourse like to make sure that patient got yeah. to the physician that they needed to. And that's just like, we yeah. don't want it. We don't want that on our. Yeah. Part. Yeah. I, I, I totally don't blame you, <laughs> so but those yeah, I are guess just that, things to think of as, as yeah. the business owner, right? Like you'll run into things that your hospitals made up all these protocols, but now you're going to have to create the protocols for your own business too. Right. That's something, yeah. That's something I didn't I think, think about either. About. You know, you, you as the owner, you need to create the protocols for every exam that mm -hmm. you're billing for. And I, and, and does it have to be, cause it's interesting, even as a sonographer, um, different hospitals have different protocols. A, a right. majority yeah. of hospitals, like some, you know, just for a very basic uh, right upper quadrant pain. If you're looking for right. a, a gallbladder, I've worked at hospitals that you, they only look at one organ. Right. So they only look at the gallbladder. And then I've worked at other hospitals that if you're having right upper quadrant pain, we're looking at the liver, the pancreas, the gallbladder, the right kidney. Sure. And so these different billing dynamics too, uh, something that you would have to, I don't, I don't know how you figure out where you're compliant with that. Yeah. You know, and you, my suggestion there is to discuss with the person that's interpreting. Okay. So like, as an example, that, that brings up a good point. Like the group I've mentioned a couple of times that reads their own studies for um, carotids that we do, they have their own protocols. Mm -hmm. So we use theirs because they're the ones doing the interpretations. But you can absolutely, what I would suggest is work with either the group that you are contracted with if they're doing their own interpretations for exactly what they want as protocols, or you can really utilize the reading group and say, you know, what protocols do you want for these specific CBT codes that I'm going to be providing at the offices? Gotcha. So, so follow along with whoever's reading it yeah. and make sure that they're happy with it. And then, mm -hmm. okay, that makes sense. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. Now I think I'm going to ask you these couple questions that yeah. uh, radiologist um, was wondering because yes. he was interested in something, you know, Love it. he's like, I would, this is something I could do on the side. And so I was like, yeah, okay. absolutely. Um, all right. So I'm going to, I'm going to try to quote him the best. Yeah. Um, it says who gets paid for the technical fee because, mm -hmm. um, does the ordering provider get to bill the technical fee and then just pay the hourly rate or does, um, do you keep both? Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was what he was curious about. Yes. So that's a great question. So from like, if I'm answering this from the radiologist's perspective, mm -hmm. if he worked with local group, so I've actually had this happen multiple times with um, our clients, or mm -hmm. I've had radiologists as clients, right? And then they hire the sonographers to provide services. So usually if he was going to set up his business or if he was going to like read on the side for maybe a local sonographer that had their own mobile company, the way that he could set this up. So I'll answer it from his perspective mm -hmm. is he could, if he was set up to credit to uh, bill insurance, if he was credentialed to bill insurance, he could bill insurance directly for the professional component. Mm -hmm. And then the practices in which the ultrasounds were being performed could bill the technical component. Okay. Or if he was not set up to bill mm -hmm. or didn't want to, right? Yeah. yeah. The physician practices could bill globally and get paid back both the professional and the technical component. Side note here too, this is something that you have to make sure you are in compliance with some of the Medicare rules for like anti-markup and things of that nature, which yeah. 
is a whole other conversation. Um, So caveat there, but usually they, the physician practice can bill globally, get paid back for both the technical and professional components, right? Mm -hmm. And then they would pay out a read fee to the radiologist for providing those services. So he could invoice the doctor's offices for X amount per interpretation because they're getting paid everything from Medicare and private insurance and self-pay patients and all of that. Right, right. So yeah, that's how that part would work. And so, yeah, and, it, and so, and I, I think there's there's a set amount like for a radiologist per ultrasound that they're reading, probably depending on the exam, just like it's a set amount to get reimbursed if you're doing a carotid ultrasound mm-hmm. or if you're doing a abdominal ultrasound. Yeah. And so they can bill certain amounts for depending on Correct. what kind of ultrasound it is. And so yes. that's, that's kind of where the, also the money is, the average of 125 comes from, because if you're doing a variety of different ultrasounds, if you're doing just thyroid mm-hmm. ultrasound, the you might be making a lot less yeah, than, exactly. than, than something else. And so, yeah, or they're just reading thyroid ultrasounds. Maybe they get paid less than mm-hmm. carotid or, or, or some, or an echo yeah. for an example. Right. Yep. Um, and Absolutely. so, okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Uh, and another question. Yeah. Um, he was wondering on average, if there is an average, I guess, mm-hmm. um, how many ultrasounds are you doing on that, that day for mm-hmm. that, a hundred in, you know, your hourly wage, whatever that ends up being. Right. Um, is there like an average that like you've seen, um, you know, yeah. doing, cause I know as a sonographer, that's kind of a big deal because people with injuries, obviously, yeah. um, in, in time. So you're saying and, you don't want to do 10 ultrasounds in an hour. Dennis, is this what saying to me? If my body could hold up to do that. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I love this question because one of the things we have in our contracts that we have for our own business and is also in the contracts that we have for our clients is we have a section where it says we will not do more than X number of ultrasounds in a half day session or a full day session. And they get to fill that in. Mm -hmm. Now you have to make sure though, when you're setting your pricing, if you only want to do one ultrasound an hour and that ultrasound only reimburses a hundred dollars an hour, you can't charge 125, right? right. So right. the money has to make, like the math has to math, as they say, right? Yeah, the money yeah. has to make sense. But I would say in our business, and I think in a lot of our um, clients' businesses, they're doing about two in an hour. Okay. And you're right. So like when our set rate is about 125 an hour here in mm-hmm. Indiana, okay? Right. Mm-hmm. When we, so we've got a few urology practices that we work with. Mm-hmm. Right. So when I pitch the service to them, I'm talking about our 125 an hour rate. When I get though the types of scans that they're doing, and mm-hmm. they're doing like, you know, limited renals that right. pay like $70 right. yeah. per scan, I can't charge 125 an hour. Sure. But as the business owner, I get to look at that information and say, awesome, we can go in, we can p- provide this scan. Let me do some math here. If we charge, I don't remember what we ended up at hundred dollars an hour, 110 an hour or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And we can do multiple of these in an hour. I think we have those scheduled like every 20 minutes because for what they want, we're looking at like one thing and it takes like two seconds to do. Yeah. And so for them, they're still making revenue. We're still making revenue, but we were able to customize the pricing specific to that practice. So that is absolutely something that you can look at doing, having your set hourly rate, and then knowing that you can negotiate that and customize it for clients that maybe are doing more of those lower paying exams. Whereas like an internal medicine doctor, like you mentioned earlier, they might be doing, you know, a carotid one 30 minute time slot and then a thyroid. Well, the carotid, you know, it here in mm-hmm. Indiana, I think is 180 or something like that as a reimbursement. And our thyroids are, I don't know, $80 or something. So there can be a wide range and it's going to depend on what your practices are ordering mm-hmm. to know kind of how to set if you need to customize pricing a little bit. Gotcha. That, that makes total sense. And 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 to find out the pricing of, is it like listed somewhere? Like, yes. uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So you, so Medicare has their fee schedules online. Gotcha. So you can just Google like, Medicare fee schedule, Indiana or Florida or California, wherever you're at. Now, like you mentioned, some states, Indiana, we have one Medicare allowable for our entire state. Um, 
we're the wild west here, as we said, <laughs> um, but like Illinois, they have, I think one for every area except like Cook County where Chicago is, that is higher. I am sure because the cost of living is higher there, all of those types of things. California has, I don't know, like 20. So you'd, you have to figure out where you live or where you're going to market your services because it's specific, like what my reimbursements are in Indiana is not what Illinois or Ohio or even Michigan, like even in my vicinity, right. it's all going to depend on your actual area. But yeah, you can absolutely look those up online to get an idea of what the reimbursements are for your specific area. Makes total sense. Yeah, yeah. Well, man, this, is, this has been mind, mind boggling for me. I hope the Good. audience has got like a ton of value. Somehow we're past, we're past an hour. My goal was to keep it under an hour. I love it. <laughs> like it happens. Um, I just wanted to kind of plug you if you want to tell people where, you know, they can find you at. Absolutely. I would love that. Yes. So I am on Instagram a ton. It's at Advanced Imaging Inc. I-N-C. Mm -hmm. uh, so come follow me over there. I We post a ton there. LinkedIn as well. Um, and then we are hosting a free workshop. We'd love to invite people to because we are chatting about these specific things and like a thousand other things, really diving into kind of a high level overview of what it takes to start your ultrasound business. And we start that on January 29th. So I will absolutely get you the link, Dennis, to be able to let your audience know where that's at. We would love to invite people in. We're doing also some free like workshop prep sessions so we can get an idea of what people are really interested in learning because I love tailoring the content like we did today. Here are the questions people are asking. How can we answer that and really serve everyone well? So I would love to invite people to that, to that yeah. workshop. Definitely. Well, we're so happy. I'm so happy that I got the opportunity to speak with you. Yes, Hopefully, you know, yes. maybe a plug, maybe uh, I can get you back on here again sometime and, and, we can, and we can go back into some more things, get some more audience. If I get some more questions, yes. so if, you, if you guys have questions, you know, feed them to me and, yes. and we'll get Jen back on here and, love and, it. and make sure you check out, you know, advanced imaging ink stuff. She's going to have a ton of good free information. Um, and then, Sign up with her if you have that entrepreneur spirit and you want to go for it. Again, follow us on Rad Talk, Rad underscore talk underscore DG, yes. um, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts at. Um, thank you so much, Jen. It's been it's been an absolute blast. I appreciate your time. And we're going to talk again soon, guys. Just for sure. <laughs> thank you so much, Dennis. <laughs>